Jesus says, the poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have him. Good morning, Christian America. This is the lesson that Jesus provides us today. This is the lesson that scripture gives us today. It's one in which Jesus explains to his followers as he's getting ready to enter into his passion that you should be prepared to give up everything for him. You should be able, you should be prepared to give up your life, your friendships, your family members, should they stray from the lessons that God gives us. That's not an easy lesson. It's not one to take lightly, but it's a necessary one to understand as we traverse the complexities of our world, of our nation, of our communities, especially in this year, especially right now. So let's hear what Jesus has to say as we cover scripture this Friday. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American community and the Christian American t-shirt company. But that, my friends, I want to start off with a little side announcement. That is going to change relatively soon. We are no longer going to simply be the Christian American community. We here at the Christian American community are expanding and we have been trying to find ways to expand our reach, to expand our outreach to help people, to expand the Christian American message, to expand and expound upon the message of God and, and help as many people as we possibly can. The Christian American community is going to still exist on the social media platforms. It's going to still exist on our Facebook page, but the overarching uh, idea is going to slightly change and it's going to expand. We are now going to be the Christian American Revitalization Effort. That is the organization that we have now changed our name to. We are, we are no longer simply the, Amer the Christian American community or the Christian American t-shirt company. Those two things still exist. However, the overarching brand is the Christian American Revitalization Effort. C-A-R-E, CARE for short. Why? Because we do care. Why? Because it's a broader topic. It's a, it's a broader area of concern. The revitalization of Christian America, the Christians in America that are having our faith attacked day in and day out. We as a community have to find a way to stand our ground, uh, find a way to uh, unite under a common umbrella. And that common umbrella we hope to be the Christian American revitalization effort to revitalize our faith, revitalize the Christian American nation, revitalize and, and strengthen one another to gain confidence together. And, and with that, under that umbrella, there's gonna be uh, legs, different legs of the stool, if you wanna use that analogy, as a part of the Christian American revitalization effort. One of those things is going to be the apparel and outreach uh, that we currently do. So the Christian American community, Christian American Tees still exist. It will still exist. You can go to Christian American Tees right now and get a Christian American uh, uh, item or apparel or t-shirt, tanks or hoodies and all that stuff. The Christian American community will still exist on all the social media platforms as it does now. The uh, podcast, this podcast, Good Morning Christian America podcast is still going to exist uh, on our YouTube channel and we will still promote it as much as we can on the other uh, social media platforms. But we really, really, really want to stress to you to go to our YouTube channel, 
go to the Good Morning Christian America podcast and subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast, anywhere that they have podcasts. So it's that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you have that, that, that they offer podcasts, go subscribe to the Good Morning Christian America podcast. That way you can stay on top of things in case the social media companies continue to downgrade our content. It's going to be imperative that you subscribe to those individually outside of Facebook, outside of Twitter, outside of Instagram, outside of, uh, of those uh, other platforms. And so in addition to that, what we also now have, have created is we are creating a, a financial education organization. So we've started a website called, uh, the, the, the website is EVG Solutions. EVG Solutions is dedicated specifically for financial education and then financial assistance. So what we've come to realize over the last few months, COVID-19 has revealed a lot of the problems that were hidden. And amongst those are is the problem of lack of financial education. And so what we've done is we've put together a, a, an organization and that specific organization, EBG Solutions, uh, to educate and assist to steward Christian American communities and, and, or Christian American families and all families in the direction of financial health, in the direction of financial freedom, in the direction of getting rid of your debt and planning for the future so that you don't have to rely on things like GoFundMe, right? That you can protect your income, that you can reduce your debts, and that you can grow your uh, your long-term wealth over the long term, the smart way, the safe way, or as safe as there can be, using the tools that exist. And so that is out there also. That is going to be a part that is now a part of the Christian American revitalization effort. So if you want to continue to, to, to be a part of this movement, of this growing movement towards revitalizing our nation, revitalizing the faith within our communities. I urge you, I ask you, I plead you, I implore you to go to all of those websites, to go to all of those social media platforms and subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel and check us out on evgsolutions.org. That's evgsolutions.org. If, if, you, if you like what you see and if you're interested in it, there's a, there's a portion where you can book a free a free, we're not selling anything, a free consult, and we can provide some financial education for you guys. That's what we want to start today off with to give you something to think about as you go into the weekend. Also, so welcome to the podcast once again this Friday. And so like every Friday, where we kind of where we come to you today to tell you, to show you, to 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 have you experience for yourself so that you can see and you can hear for yourself what Jesus has to say. And so we're continuing down our journey through the New Testament, through the book of Matthew, where today we're going to start on Matthew 26. So if you followed us for the past quite some time, we've been traversing the book of Matthew. And Jesus has been laying out lesson after lesson after lesson in the book of Matthew to his followers, to us, of how to eat, how to live, how to think, what to do. He's been chastising the hypocrites. He's been lifting up the lowly and the poor. He's been healing the sick he's been shepherding the lost and now we hit a point in scripture where the mood changes 
where Christ gets ready to enter into his passion, he predicts his death a second time around his followers. They still don't get it, but he's making it known to them. And so what we're going to start off today is I'm going to read this passage. I'm going to show it to you. And then we're going to discuss it, what it means here in 2020, especially in the world that we live in now with our faith uh, seemingly on the ropes around our nation and how we need to change that desperately. So turn your Bibles to Matthew, to the book of Matthew, chapter 26, and we will get started. And Matthew, so in Matthew chapter 26, verse 1, it starts off and it says, When Jesus had finished, finished all these words, he said to his disciples, You know that in two days' time it will be Passover, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas. And they consulted together to arrest Jesus by treachery and put him to death. But they said, not during the festival, that there may not be a riot among the people. In verse 6, it goes on to say, now when Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came up to him with an alabaster jar of costly perfumed oil and poured it on his head while he was reclining at table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant and said, why this waste? It could have been sold for, for much and the money given to the poor. Since Jesus knew this, he said to them, why do you make trouble for this woman? She has not done a thing or she has done a good thing for me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. And pouring this perfumed oil upon my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Amen, I say to you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the world, what she has done will be spoken of in memory of her. Then one of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? They paid him 30 pieces of silver, and from that time on, he looked for an opportunity to hand him over. So there you go. There you have it. This is what we're going to talk about briefly today. You have a woman who's, who, who's there with Jesus. She recognizes the greatness. She recognizes the blessing. She recognizes literally the gift from God to be in the presence of Christ, to be in the presence of the one, of the king, of the Messiah. And she's preparing him. She's doing what the only thing that she knows to do, which is to, to assist, to glorify, to rejoice, to, to provide some kind of, of celebration that, that she is in this presence of God. Shouldn't we always have this faith? Shouldn't we, you and I, have this faith of this woman? For, for so many people, especially in the world today, for so many people that want to be influencers, so many people that want to have a so-called legacy, so many people that want to want to have their name ring out from for, his, for, the, for history to judge and for history to know who they were and what they've done. This woman, who remains nameless, is still remembered to this day, who is still remembered 2,000 years later not for the riches that she accumulated, not for the things that she accomplished, but because when she was in Christ's presence, she recognized it fully and she did what she is called to do. She did what she felt in her heart necessary to do. Whatever she could, whatever she could, 
to celebrate the presence of Christ, to celebrate the presence of Jesus. If we only had her faith, if we only had her humility, if we only had what she had, which is the ability to, to take whatever blessings that life granted us, whatever things that we hold, that we have the ability to have in our possession today, and if necessary, give it up. Give it up to Jesus. Give it up to God. Give it up to his way. Give it up and to the way he, that he wants us to live. If we do that, if we were to do that today, there would be detractors just like she had when she did. Isn't it quite interesting that the followers of Christ are the ones who started to be indignant with her, that started to chastise her? Because sometimes we're those people. We are the followers of Christ. And because we think that we know what's best, we think that we know what Christ wants. We think that we know more than other people who may not be reading the Word of God, who may not be uh, listening to the Word of God, who may not be meditating on the Word of God, but we are. So now we feel a little bit of entitlement. We, we feel a sense of indignance when, when someone doesn't act who claims to be a follower of Christ, who doesn't act in the manner we think they should act. That's what's going on here. This woman is a follower of Christ as well, but she's not a disciple, but she's still a follower of Christ. So when she does what she thinks is right, what she, she does, what she feels is right in her heart, it's not the unbelievers who chastise her. It's the disciples who get indignant with her. It's people like us that get indignant with people like that because we, for whatever reason, think that we're, that we know more. Well, I'd only ask you to go back into Proverbs and to, and to Psalms and listen, just look in the Old Testament, listen and, and read it, the, the letters that Paul writes about humility and humbling ourselves enough that we can listen to other people who may not be as high up in our religious organizations. It may not be as educated in scripture, may not have a degree in theology or, or, or whatever holds you back from listening to people, from humbling yourself and actively trying to seek how God wants us to act. We should focus on ourselves acting as God wants us to act to stand strong where God wants us to stand strong, to raise our children as God wants us to raise our children, not as we want to, because we think that we know. Scripture says not to be wise in our own eyes. Only a fool looks for wisdom outside of Scripture. Because when you look for wisdom outside of Scripture, you enter into the world. And you enter the world, the world is full of evil. This world, quite easily to see today is full of plenty of evil. So as we go into the weekend, ladies and gentlemen, let's try to humble ourselves. 
Let's try to give whatever it is that we have. Let's try to give recognition to who has blessed us with these things. And that's Christ. Let's rejoice in him. Let's celebrate him. Let's live our lives to him. Let's not hold on to things that we could sell money and sell and make money. Let's give it up to, to God. Let's do good with it. Let's put him first. And let's try to humble ourselves and not be so judgmental of our fellow Christians and people who are just trying to walk their Christian walk. If we can do that, we're going to be a lot better in this nation. If we can do that, there will always be hope for us because with God, we are never too far gone. We always, always, always have the ability to set ourselves right, to put us on that path, to accept Jesus Christ into our heart, into our mind, and ask him that he dwell within us so that we may live a righteous life in his name. And so this weekend, I want you to think about these things. Think about this passage. Humble yourself and live your life for Christ. Help one another. Because that's the only way we're going to revitalize this Christian American nation, this Christian American community. It's going to have to come from us. It cannot come from outside. It cannot come from the external. The external world is trying to persecute us today. The external world wants to shut the church down, who wants to close the doors of the church, who wants to stop the worship, who wants to stop the singing, who wants to stop the praising. The external world is trying to exterminate our faith. Only we are going to be able to stand up against that. And so I'm asking you today to think about how you can play a part in it. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to have a blessed weekend. We will see you on Monday when we come to you again on the podcast. Remember, subscribe to the podcast, on subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, like us, follow us, and share us on all the social media platforms. That way you don't miss any of the Christian American content. That way you build bonds of trust amongst your neighbors uh, and bonds with other fellow Christian Americans across this great nation, that we gain confidence in ourselves and that we will uh, stand strong in the full armor of God, regardless of what the world throws at us. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a blessed weekend. Stay blessed. Stay on fire for Christ. Good morning, Christian America.